Welcome to Artistic Beginnings. I'm Mitch. And I'm Melody. We're siblings who grew up working in the entertainment industry, and we're deeply impacted by the arts. I'm a professional actor, singer, and dancer working in Los Angeles and New York, still pursuing an artistic career. I, on the other hand, am no longer pursuing that career. I went on to become a researcher, though I'm still involved in the creative industry. Artistic Beginnings is all about the winding artistic paths that creatives follow in their lives. We share these inspirational stories with you so that you can learn and grow as a creative. So, let's get into it! Welcome back, everybody. Hello, everyone. Hope you had a good Mother's Day. Oh, right. It's going to have, we're recording yep. pre Mother's Day. Yeah. So it's going to be post Mother's Day. But so. as of recording, we are both post fully vaxxed. Yay. Very Huzzah. exciting. I mean, we both still have to hit our two week mark, but we both have the second dose a rumbling around in our systems. Very exciting. <laughs> causing havoc on some of our bodies but you know i've seen i've seen so many tiktoks of people being like the two pfizer vaccines that double shot of espresso from starbucks to goldfish and like lexapro jumbling in my system right now it's so funny <laughs> that's a little bit much um yeah. crazy <laughs> uh, amazing well yeah. Do we're we back start- doing our show yeah. Do we want to start with favorite piece of art or do we want Let, to just... Let's start with favorite piece of art and then we can jump okay. right into it. I'll go first. I'm going to steal Mitchell's from last <laughs> week's, I think. Awesome. Uh, billions. Billions. Um, yeah. We started watching it after Mitch suggested it and immediately got hooked. Uh, yeah. It's so good. We just... Oh, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Yeah, it's just a really good show. But I'll say this and Mitch, you'll get it. The episode where two of the characters are fighting but not really fighting made me laugh so incredibly hard. Yeah, it's brilliant. The writing is so good and I I never know what I like. Mitch has always been very good at figuring out where things are going to go. And I've been Mm -hmm. okay at like that. Like I can usually guess what's going to happen in a show. I have no idea. What's, I even gonna, had, what's gonna happen they, it's they go so good yeah uh really clever i even had trouble tracking where things were going and then once i started like once you get towards like the later seasons is a little bit easier to predict mm-hmm. but even then it, it goes off the rails um and yeah. it's really amazing also this podcast brought to you by paul giamatti lovers paul giamatti is so underrated in my opinion i think i truly think he's very underrated i think and now he's a sexual icon he is a sexual icon but i think it definitely stems from him being in big fat liar at least for me i think a lot of people give him shit for like you know what i mean although that is in my top 10 favorite movies i think a lot of people don't take him seriously but he is so good yeah, like, well, so talented. I mean, that whole cast is brilliant. Oh, yeah, really, um, really good. And you actually worked yeah. with one of them. I did. I worked with the one who plays his wife, Maggie Siff, which is so, you know, dad was the first one who recognized her before, like, we were watching a really? preview. And he was like, isn't that Maggie Siff? And I was like, no. Good for that's him. Not. Yeah. And we were both like, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, she's she's incredible. Anyway, enough about me. This episode's about you, Mitch. <laughs> it's all about me. All the time about me. Yes. That's, that's the benefit of me being the older sibling, right? Yep. No, no, no. I actually did some deep thinking last night. Um, oh, nice. I wrote down I, notes. I have to do that. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I made you go first because I didn't want <laughs> no, no, no. to deep think for a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I deep thought and I was trying to think of something 
that was unique to my experience. So I, I guess we should really set the stage. Um, we're, oh, yeah. we're going down a very specific path for these conversations that we have with artists. And mm -hmm. as always, we're starting off with ourselves because we were, well, I was an artist. I, I still consider you myself still artistic, yeah. a creative, but I, I, I used to be an actor of sorts. An actor. An actor. Yeah. I can't roll my R's, so I can't get oh. those a accent parts. Um, Sorry. Hello, governor. No. Uh. <laughs> Hello, governor. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I did some deep, deep uh, soul searching. Not really deep. It was pretty like top level. But pretty then it shallow. got it got it got pretty um pretty, pretty interesting. Tip of the iceberg. So I thought I thought I, I came up with a, a pretty clever thing to think of. Instead right. of saying necessarily what I wish I knew so mm -hmm. that I, I could have done something better, it's more of like what I had really like what I wish I understood more when I started mm. out. Great. And love that. Like hindsight 2020. The reason why I think I was able to get away with what I did with working so consistently and not feeling like stage fright or, or like worried about what other people were saying about me um, that later came to bite me in the butt when I started gaining awareness of other people. Um, <laughs> nah. that, 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 was, that was ultimately it. I, I realized that. So my answer to what I wish I knew is I wish I understood the value of innocence in mm. how I started off. So all of that to say, like, there, there's a lot of nuance to to that meaning. And there's there's a lot of like drawbacks to like point out. Like, I don't want to say like innocence is what you need in order to get ahead in this business because it's right, definitely but it not. helps. Yeah. But being aware of the innocence that is going to allow you to break out of your shell and be comfortable, especially for people like me that are are more like introverted self-conscious that mm -hmm. kind of stuff you can still be in the the creative arts and, and do like do it with those feelings um but for sure leaning on that innocence is really helpful so like one thing that like i guess a story there, there's two different occurrences of where innocence one like went to my advantage and and two well there's two stories where innocence was not to my advantage and then there was one where innocence was out the window. So my very first audition uh, was for Susical. And like the first audition of that round, I went in. I knew nothing what to expect. There were 60 kids in this auditorium and we all went in. And then one at a time we'd go in. And then I just walked out with one of the casting directors or whoever was in charge. And he basically was like, you were great. And you're you're going to go to the callback in New York. And I thought this was normal. I was like, okay, well, like all these other kids are going to get this too. And everyone was staring at me. Looking back on it, I know that I should have been embarrassed or I should have been like super proud or whatever, but I had mm -hmm. no idea. It, it didn't like hit me. And then the moment when my innocence in this particular experience didn't play to my advantage was at the callback, the mother of the kid that ended up getting it, and we're not going to say names on this, she... She told me that I hadn't practiced enough and kind of psyched me out in the waiting room. What a bitch. And was basically saying, oh, you, why are you even trying? My son is going to get this. You shouldn't, you shouldn't even worry about this. Like you're, you're not good anyways. You're not ready for this. And that, that psyched me out. So that's where my innocence was like, I shouldn't have listened to her, but I allowed that to get I mean, in my head. Better, and then yeah. I got in a room with Kathy Rigby and I almost cried. Um <laughs> It was so intimidating. Um, so that was a bummer. It ended. It ended up being for the best. It's better that I didn't yeah, get that show. But still, um, but but still. And then to close out my audition cycle, when I started becoming self conscious, when I was losing that innocence of like, oh, I don't need to worry about what other people thought. 
I really started worrying about what other people thought towards the end of my career, which mm -hmm. was four years. And then my voice started changing, mm -hmm. uh, was my audition for the little mermaid and my voice was not strong enough and uh, my voice was changing and I couldn't hit those high C's anymore, mm -hmm. but the song <laughs> required it. So I went in and I did my best and I just stopped before the C's and I was like, I, I can't do this. And then they, they tried hyping me up in the room and they just had me keep on doing it. And my voice cracked so many times. So that's, that's where the innocence started shedding away and my my self-conscious started coming in and i guess it, it could be like my my lack of awareness really helped me but i i like to call it innocence yeah that kind of like ignorance is bliss type ignorance thing. is bliss but, for sure yeah. it also helped with stage fright i think like i, I think a lot of people for sure don't experience well, that don't, until they become aware of other people yeah if you don't know like if you're just like yeah sure i don't like the thought when you really break it down into being like yeah there's you know hundreds of people sitting in an auditorium staring at me expecting me to do like of course that's gonna psych you out <laughs> like, exactly for yeah. sure yeah but if you don't think about it yeah, it's I mean, no skin off your back. Yeah, yeah, and I, I wish I I could say it's as easy as like, oh yeah, well nothing really changed, so I shouldn't be self conscious or I shouldn't have stage fright if like I was able to do this when I was a kid. Like, just get back in that mindset, right? It's as simple as that. It's it's really not that simple. If it <laughs> no, were, more people would do it. But <laughs> exactly, yeah. maybe if there's a way to try and like incorporate that into your your mindset a little bit more, mm -hmm. maybe that's my my tip of the day as a part of what I wish I knew is like, keep some of your innocence and be okay with not caring what other people think, I guess. Yeah, is, I mean, it's, it's tough, but it. I feel like, you know, it's, I think kind of what it boils down to a little bit, like a part of it is that you kind of, you have to do it for yourself and not mm -hmm. for other people. Because yeah. if you start doing it for other people, then that's where you get more self-conscious, you get more, you know, that pressure. But if you're doing it for right. yourself, who cares if that person, you know, again, this is all so easy to say, because I've done the same thing where like, exactly. you know, it's all... so easy to say, oh, just don't, don't worry about it. You know, don't even, don't even think about it. Right. That's yeah. not going to help. Yeah. No, don't, but if don't you, be nervous. If you can find like, a way. How's yeah. that going to help us? Thanks. That makes me more nervous. <laughs> like oh, I should be nervous? Say, oh, it's God. like when people say calm down, I'm like, that's making me more upset. Please stop. Yes. Yeah, I'd rather but, you say nothing. Yeah, but if you can find a way to truly do it for yourself or, you know, find a coping mechanism that, you know, I know a lot of people for some reason picturing the audience in their underwear, I don't, that doesn't work for me. That would make me more nervous or just kind of ignore that they're there or whatever may work for you. I don't know if you're you able know? to imagine people in their underwear and it's anywhere close to accurate, like that's a very creative mind, but I just, I don't have yeah. the mindset for that. I, yeah. I, no, I just imagine they It also takes a lot there. of work to like do that chairs. and then also focus on what you're trying to do. Like, I feel like if you're yeah. trying to imagine something while like singing or acting, your brain's doing too many things it's at bring, once. <laughs> it's bringing more attention to it. It's like saying, yeah. relax. It is when you're trying to relax. Yeah. yeah so if you no, can find yeah. a way to kind of shut it out again, way easier said than done, but you know, there are definitely ways that you can work on it. Like, I know that for me, at least, it, it, it's hard for me to talk about this because I've never, I mean, I'm not going to say I've <laughs> never been embarrassed in a group of people. I definitely have. I've, I've been self-conscious. I still am self-conscious. But it's much easier for me to get up in front of a crowd of people that I don't know rather mm -hmm. than like a group of people that I do know. <laughs> yeah. no, It's, it's that... so much more stressful being in a room of three people than it is being in a room of thousands for me. And I think that's just because <laughs> the odds of 
someone not liking me and someone liking me is better. I don't know. Or if it's just that I can ignore because I'm not looking well, at people so directly many, in the eyes. Yeah. So many there's opinions so many people that someone, someone that, in there like, is going to have a focus, good experience. I can't focus on anyone because there's too many people. Whereas if there's only, you know, two casting directors and a director, I'm like, shit. <laughs> See, that that's yeah. so funny. I'd rather have a smaller group because I know how they're like minds will meld in a sense. How interesting. You know, like yeah. when I'm in a... Like, well, I mean, I guess it stops making sense as soon as there's four people. But like if there's a group of two or three people that I know relatively well or I know generally enough yeah. about them, I know that those three aren't going to be like um, thinking separate things. So I have to act differently. Whereas That's if there's fair. a larger group, yeah. I want to like that. This that this is my like inner wanting to make everybody happy. Like mm-hmm. I want to Your satisfy all. Yeah. yeah. All my my people pleasing personality. Um I want to make sure that everybody in the group is experiencing positive feeling or whatever. Um, And it's harder to do when there are more people. Whereas if there's only one or two other people, I can handle that. That's enough like mental load that I can handle. And it also depends on who those people are too. You know, like if they're really close friends, obviously. (laughs) It's going to be different than acquaintances, different than, you know, a boss, different than all of those things. (laughs) What Um, what is this concept of a friend, Melody? uh... Oh, (laughs) I wish I knew. Uh, No, I'm very lucky. I have a lot of, I I do have a lot of great friends. But I I will Mm -hmm. say I can relate to that moment where I don't think that I change a lot when I'm with people. Like, I feel like I'm pretty much the same person when I'm in different friend groups, but I do know that, you know, my friends from high school know me differently than my friends that I've made in my adult life, just because they've known me since, you know, my mm-hmm. awkward high school stage. So they know me now as well, but they, you know, I can be weirder the with them. Of <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like when you're mixing all of those friend groups, it can be a little stressful because you feel like, you know... Again, I feel like I don't change that much. I know I know that I change a little bit depending on who I'm hanging out with. That's just, you know, what happens depending on what, you know, personalities are in the group. You yep. change a little bit, you know, all that fun stuff. But it can be stressful when you start mixing groups and being oh, yeah. like, oh, I hope you guys like each other. <laughs> like, you <laughs> knew hope- me as, you know, cringy high school Melody and you know me as cringy adult Melody. <laughs> Two different types <laughs> of cringe, but one of you know that I have a bob. <laughs> Yeah, so... Who's this Bob we speak of? <laughs> I know. I had a Bob. A hair oh, my bob. gosh. I um, have a Bob. I, here's Bob. <laughs> wait, we didn't do my artistic thing, did we? Oh, no. We totally skipped it. I'm <laughs> well, such a dick. Th- th- this <laughs> so totally sorry. makes sense because Bob, there, there's a joke in Arrested Development where <laughs> t- oh, <perfect>. Tobias <laughs> gets like a wig and, and they're like, you know, that's a woman's wig. And he's like, no, this is the Bob. <laughs> Are you watching Arrested Development? Yes. And there are some, like, they poke so much fun at themselves by the end of it. It's It's hysterical. I loved that show. We should really, we should watch that too. Because I remember. (laughs) Like old Michael Sarah as the child. Old Michael Sarah and also. Oh, Jason yeah. Bateman too, but every everyone on that show was so good. But I remember, didn't they like it was either the fourth season or like the fifth season that they hated, and then they remade it. Yeah, like, they just retook different shots from it yeah, all. They yeah, they were just like, we hated the last season that we did, so we're just gonna redo it for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they do yeah, like no, little recaps so great... of like past and future. Yeah, like Liza Minnelli. I think is oh, oh Liza Minnelli, so incredible. Goddess. Hey brother, <laughs> you do you do hey brother really well. Uh, 
Yeah. I blew I, myself. Yeah. <laughs> that's my oh, that's, favorite. That's my just, favorite through line. <laughs> yeah. Well, I prematurely Tobias blew Funke myself. Tobias Funke is so Tobi- good. <laughs> Tobias Funke as a whole, as a character, as a thing, like the uh, the graft to like. Oh, what what it's whatever the disease is where the graft kills the host instead of the host kills the graft. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> where Tobias is dying but he's got beautiful hair. Yep. Um, that's a good episode. Um uh, getting back on track though, like I just wanted to make sure that uh, we touched on everything that I I wanted to touch on. Yeah. So I think we touched a lot on like the benefits of like keeping that mindset and like some some ideas around it. But I, I, I do want to make it really clear that having innocence is not an excuse to be to not work hard towards developing the skill. I think that that's an easy crutch you could fall on if you're like, oh, well, mm-hmm. I was told that, you know, as long as I maintain my innocence, yeah. I'm going to get more oh, work or I'm going to do yeah. that thing. Yeah. Like, oh, that that's not cool. You You should know and you should continually grow in your space but use it in the context that it will actually benefit you in in the the long term and i think that's the only call out i really wanted to make that that could be let me look at my notes i I wrote notes for this episode some people backstab and play play hardball don't be a pushover (laughs) (laughs) that that's one of the first things these aren't notes mitchell these are just affirmations for you to read in the morning no Sorry. no my my affirmations are actually right above these notes so what don't are worry. they well, they're they're not affirmations <laughs> no, they're basically rules oh thank you pizza that that doesn't have any context <laughs> that should stay in the episode but just as a personal thing i really like this idea of the rule of two uh for oh. habit building have you heard of this i have not i think matt delia or whatever one of the youtube people that does this but it's the idea that as long as you don't skip a habit for two days in a row you're in a good spot so like if you do it monday you you aim to do it every day but if you don't do it if you do it monday and then you don't do it tuesday then you have to do it wednesday you can't have two days off yeah so i'm doing that again and then i break down my segments of of things based on health personal and and professional goals yeah and that's that's what's on this page as i'm reading um it's exciting yeah i like doing that every once in a while when i need a refresh i've also got candy and soda on here i just (laughs) love them both so much (laughs) any specifics or just it just says candy and soda oh i got that's a part of my my two-day rules i can't have candy or soda two days in a row I can have oh, it one okay. day. So I th- I'm thinking I may have Doing to like skip soda. Day, like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday type well, deal. <laughs> well, the idea is to not have candy or soda, which is inevitable because I like candy and soda. And and it's not terrible for me. I just don't want to do it two days in a row because then it'll become a habit for me, which it already has. It's far easier <laughs> to do than push-ups and ab workouts that well, are also on my two-day rule. <laughs> <laughs> just opposite two-day rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the days that you eat candy are the days that you don't do abs. <laughs> If you see it, there's like a plus and a minus. You see the minus do, on the candy. Yeah. yeah. So plus is a positive thing and a negative is a detractor from my life. Hey, but if that works for you, you know, yeah, more power to you. Yeah. Oh, and then my last note, going back to our topic, because we're yeah. all over the place, um, <laughs> regarding the value of innocence, the, the key role that I, I wanted to note on that is don't allow innocence to make you oblivious. Be good, not oblivious. Yeah. And that that's that's, that's my right. closing thought on that. I think that those those are the core things. I mean, ooh, ooh, one one other thing that we can talk about maybe maybe you've got a thought on it. 
the value of innocence when you're you're building a character and having a character perspective, I think might be cool. Any thoughts? You mean questions? like what yeah, what do you mean by that? Like do you mean so, ha- like going in blind into character development kind of thing or starting off the character as more of like a like what I, yeah, I, I think that there there are a couple of ways we could take this, and it's uh-huh. not the way that I intended it, but it's how my mind well, is thinking right now. Okay. So so I don't remember. Right. Um, <laughs> but as I'm thinking of it now, maybe it is a cool way to think about it. Cool. So let's talk character development. When you like when you're working on a character, you have those core tenets, right? Yeah. That like like the description, like the how they act in the the movie, all that. It might be interesting to think of a point where. Before all of this stuff that built up into the character they are now, they started off innocent and see what that path kind of goes through. I guess it's more of like really think of the backstory. And that sounds so cliche. Um, but it's true. I but, mean, but focusing on the innocent, interesting. yeah, on the innocent aspect is maybe like understand that there is an innocence in pretty much everybody and that it won't go away. And you can leverage the existing innocence in your life for that. Yeah, I mean, I also think, you know, you can, especially, like, say a character who has, like, a lot of trauma or just, you know, a lot of things that have happened to them in their lives, you can go back and kind of figure out, well, what was the thing? If there isn't, you know, sometimes they'll be like, she got in a car crash and now, Mm -hmm. you know, has trauma behind that. But sometimes they may be like, she's had a hard life. So you can kind of go back and be like, okay, well... Based on the information that I know about, which may be limited or maybe, you know, really fleshed out, a lot of people, I mean, there's two ways you can do character development. There's a lot of ways, but like there's two, the two ways that I think of character development are like you, yourself, putting mm-hmm. yourself in the character and then building a completely different person, um, mm-hmm. which I feel like there's going to be a piece of you in every character you play, obviously, because you're playing the character and I feel like you kind of need that for the truth of the character to come through but there but in saying that you can also put too much of yourself into a character sometimes where you kind of change them from who they are into more of a just different version of yourself which Mm. is where you kind of get into like I don't want to like shit on anyone but there are a lot of actors who kind of play themselves in everything Jennifer Aniston is one of them. I still think she's great, but if you watch all of her stuff, she's pretty much playing kind of the same character. You oh know? yeah, big time. And big it's time. pretty much who she is. I think, at least. Again, I don't know. I'm I don't know her. But so I think if you're able to kind of take some of take some of yourself, like take the ego of yourself out of the equation, which again, so easy to say <laughs> to get rid of your ego, but like to just really dig down and do the work of like, okay, where is this character's innocence? Where is this character's, you know, because I do think especially when it comes to quote unquote bad characters, a lot Mm -hmm. of people forget that they're people. Like my favorite description that I've ever heard, I can't remember who said it. It was probably one of my acting teachers, but the bad guy doesn't think they're the bad guy. They're the hero of their own story. They think they do not think they're the bad guy at all. So you have to put yourself in that position. I mean, some of them maybe, but like deep down, they are doing things because they think it's right. Whether it's They're right doing it in for the world a is, a, yeah, yeah. is a different, you know, it's right way for to them. look at it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, I think finding that innocence of like, well, I'm just doing this for X, Y, Z or, you know, I didn't know X, Y, Z. But I think that's a great way to kind of start that character development is really start with, okay, where did this person come from? And, Where did they you know, go? Cut exactly. Nigel. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
Welcome to our episode about character development. <laughs> but I, I, you know, a character development is, is a fascinating thing to me because there are people who build worlds for two lines of a co-star. You know, and I think that's wonderful. And I also think it's wonderful if you just have a basic idea. Yeah, no, I genuinely do. Like there are some things that don't require that in my opinion, but there are some things that definitely do. So it's like, and again, it all comes back to what works for you because there are Mm going to be some people who Daniel Day-Lewis it and R. Lincoln for a whole three months or however, like it was way longer than that because I'm sure he did. But like that would not work for me personally. (laughs) I That would be way too much for my psyche to go through. And it just, I don't think it would help. But so, you know, but I do think that idea of bringing innocence into it is a, is a really interesting and cool way to do some character discovery and development and some personal discovery and development as well. Cause that's which we all can important. use. Yeah. And we can all, and all should be doing. Yeah. So in, in the spirit of that, if you want to share some character development for roles or yourself, post on instagram (laughs) and share your dirty laundry with the world um perfect (laughs) let us know (laughs) let let us know Um, if you want us also let us know if you want us to go into like a more in-depth conversation about character development and all that jazz because it's fascinating to me i don't know if anybody else really cares but there's a lot of cool stuff yeah i mean if somebody wants to talk about character development on the show let us know Hit us up on Instagram. Melody yeah. is, she's in charge of our Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> if that wasn't clear. <laughs> it's pretty clear. I'm not very active. I'm not very good at social media, right. but I get free stuff online. That's great. Hey. Yeah. Thank you, works. social media. Yeah. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll be the, I'll, I'll <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I accept this award. Uh, no, I, I get good free stuff from uh, posting things. Like when you post a picture of like food, food, and then you get a nice. discount on the egg, or and that's specifically for ramen. <laughs> How to context? That doesn't make any the sense. Egg. No, we're um, just, just you just get an egg. egg. Um, I got that. <laughs> an IMDb egg drops thing. out of the sky. <laughs> an egg just appears. Uh, Twitter is magic, and then um, yeah, no, I mean that oh. I I'm like one of those accounts that people probably think are bots because I've only got a few photos of myself, and then all the rest of my stuff is like promotions for other no, stuff. No, they just think you're a person who doesn't really care about social media which is fine <laughs> and accurate you know yes yeah. okay well that was cool. a wonderful time chatting melody thank yeah. you for this yeah. very cathartic talking about my innocence and losing it oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah and thus my I can't career wait to do some some deep thinking on mine <laughs> I, I cannot wait to hear your deep thought come out of your mind Hey, thanks for listening. For more information about the podcast, visit our website, www.artisticpodcast.com. If you liked the episode, do us a favor and share it with a friend. It's the best way to help people find our podcast and will help support the show. For updates on new episodes and content, you can follow us at The Artistic Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next week. See ya.